and welcome to part two of episode 77. I'm your host, Cameron Schuster. And uh, once again, just like uh, if you heard the end of the episode, it was so long that we had to split this in half. Uh, this isn't part of the initial recording we did. I'm doing this after we've already finished, but we had about three and a half hours worth of content. So I cut them both at uh, around an hour 45 each. So it wasn't like two hours you're listening to this and you'd have a day in between or a day to listen to one and a day for the other. So this is coming out the day after uh, I released part one. So they're not like different weeks or anything. And if you haven't listened to part one yet, go ahead and listen to that first. Uh, it's still gonna be episode 77 just with the part one on it. That one what's gonna have everything from uh, what's going on with the Disney parks, with the layoffs, uh, the new Super Mario Land, uh, Nintendo Land theme park, as well as the potentially what's gonna happen with PAX 2021 and other conventions in person when we think they're actually going to be really like back to normal and things like that. We also go over casting news for uh, Lord of the Rings, House of the Dragon. Uh, we go through uh, the new Naomi TV show. And I'm trying to think also the casting for Spider-Man 3. And then we go deep into the Warner Brothers releasing HBO Max, uh, releasing their 2021 movies on HBO Max and all the fallout from that. And then we finish off with the Disney investor call. We only get through the FX Hulu stuff as well as uh, a few of the different Star Wars shows. But if you want to listen to those shows, once again, they're right at the end. And where this episode continues, we're right in the middle of the Star Wars stuff. So we're still going through Star Wars. And you're going to also hear everything from the Disney animated films, the Disney live action films, uh, original stuff to Disney Plus, Pixar films, and... The main meat of this, also besides Star Wars, will be all the Marvel movies and TV shows coming. And then we get into Halo Infinite news and the Game Awards winners, as well as what games were revealed. Once again, uh, check out part one if you haven't yet, because this is all one mass massive episode. That's why they're the same number. We just uh, didn't want to release it all as uh, three and a half hours for you guys to kind of die listening to. So instead, you got two, one and a half, uh, one hour 45 minute episode shows that are just kind of giving you a little bit more breathing room there uh but enjoy this show and you'll have a normal outro at the end uh thanks for listening you guys uh next up though is a completely different era a completely different era we've never seen in a screen for anything besides a game and that is uh acolyte Leslie Headland brings a new Star Wars series to Disney Plus with The Acolyte. The Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. So, hmm. we know the High yes. Republic is a new era that uh, Disney has introduced, and it takes place after the Old Republic. So, this is... Like, I think in it, there's a young Yoda at this point. Mm -hmm. So this is before the prequels, but after the Old Republic. And it's like the peak where they're pretty much like doing good on their own, I guess. So this is going to be interesting because they're still not tackling the Old Republic. We're still not getting that era in, in film and want. stuff. Yeah, that everyone's yeah. been wanting. And so they're the like, here's Republic a whole new era. Show. They, they just just give us Darth Rev give us a Darth Revan mm -hmm. TV show. Yes, that's that's what, what I want. Like, but it's going to be very curious as to what this is going to be. It seems like it's going to be very much like if it's an acolyte, it's maybe someone. If if this is the time where the Sith are dead, like the Sith died in the era of the Old Republic, and they're not coming back until Palpatine, 
maybe this is the whole thing of maybe Darth Plagueis. And he's... Did, does Darth Bane fit in this part of the timeline? I think Bane was pre, pre. Pre. He was pre. pre okay, Bane, Revan, right. Amalgus are all like pre. I think for this, it'll be Darth Plagueis. And it's going to be him as an acolyte of the dark side where he wants to learn. And it's going to be putting him on a journey where we'll see basically the force ghost equivalents of all of the old Darths, like Revan, like Bane, and stuff like I'm that. For that. So, and, you know, we need a dark Star Wars show. We have too much of that bright, hopeful stuff. And I think that's why Clone Wars and Rebels did so well, because it did get dark. But we, and I, I will just say this one thing about the movie, but Rise of Skywalker, I did love how we got to see dark side stuff. Like they were chasing the, um, I would say hologram. What am I trying to think of? Uh, the holocron. And, you know, we need that dark side history. We need the Sith and we need to really captivate that evil and really focus on it because that's kind of what we want, you know, to a certain extent is, you know, why are they so dark? Why Give us some lore, give us some history, give us some like stuff that terrifies us and takes away that hope in a sense. Um, I think the show can do it. And I think the show can really highlight some of the more classic dark horse badassness that used to, you know, really resonate in those books yeah i it's gonna be cool i think but we'll see how yeah. this goes um but that is the accolade it was also out of left field i was like what the fuck is like with the whole all that higher yeah. public stuff you're thinking comics and novels and that was it for the time being but it seems like they kind of want to really invest in this area and i'm thinking maybe they'll even if they're doing this maybe they're gonna think of a theatrical film and also a mm-hmm. uh game even but I mean, this is taking place at the end of the High Republic. It's saying like it's the tail end of it. So everything that you've had in the comics and books, I guess, are way before this portion of the era. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm curious about those books. Charles Soule is taking him over, and he's been really kicking ass with some of the Star Wars stuff. So I, I haven't read much of the recent Marvel Star Wars. So I I I might be curious. I haven't touched any Disney properties or Disney Star Wars outside of the movies and. TV shows Same. pretty much I haven't touched it like because I, I think it, it got me to a point like after watching um I'll say this really fast uh, after watching uh Last Jedi it put me into a point where now I had a deep desire to now just go through the books and comics of the pre-Disney era of Star Same. Wars and I've purchased like a dozen audiobooks that are like X-Wing the X-Wing books the Thrawn trilogy Shadows of the Empire yeah. so I'm gonna be listening me to all too. that shit and then reading a bunch of stuff me so too. I'll do that Around before I even age. go in. Yeah. If I do High Republic and all the Marvel comics, uh, it'll be after I'm fully satisfied going through everything I want to in like the era of the Dark Horse and Lucas novels. Mm-hmm. So Yes. I'm on the same page with yeah. you for sure. Uh, next up, this one is actually I'm very interested in. Uh, Star Wars Visions, an original series of animated short films, celebrates the Star Wars galaxy through the lens of the world's best Japanese anime creators coming in 2021 to Disney+. Plus. So one of my friends, and I, one of my friends has been saying this a lot, but I also completely agree and have been wanting it too. Star Wars somehow has not become an anime yet. So would like, this basically I know, be like the Animatrix, like... but for Star Wars? It's something like that, but Animatrix wasn't really Japanese. Like, not? that wasn't like... I mean, like, the stuff you see, I mean, it is to an extent. Oh, you're right. Like, it wasn't all, like, uh, anime art style. It was, uh, yeah, it was whereas, a bunch of different styles. This is straight up all 
Japanese, and I really have been wanting like a full anime series, but I guess this is the next best thing. And if we're getting shorts, like, do you guys, did you guys ever watch that TIE Fighter short? The animated TIE Fighter pilot short? It was like really um, cool looking. I, I saw pieces of it. Yeah, it, it looks so freaking cool. And if it's something like that, but like on a larger scale with a bigger budget, I am so excited for this. And I'm just curious as to what areas it's going to tackle. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited to see what kind of anime we're going to get. I'm just like, oh boy, Star Wars anime. It's about damn time. Yeah, um, I'm not a big anime manga fan, but I'm getting more into it. But like, it really does work for this universe. And that little Empire Strikes Back like anime trailer that they had, or well, a, a New Hope or whatever, that that's really dope. Um, so I, I I'm curious, definitely curious about it. Yeah, and then we got six more Lucasfilm. Four of them are Star Wars. <laughs> Only four Star Wars left. Uh, all right. Uh, Lucasfilm Animation is teaming up with Lucasfilm's visual effects team, Industrial Light and Magic, to develop a special Star Wars adventure for Disney+, Plus, a droid story. This epic journey will introduce us to a new hero guided by R2, D2, and C3PO. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. What, what this makes me think of is a, maybe it's a spiritual successor to the show Droids? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's right what I was now. thinking yeah. about. Otherwise... If they're saying it's a develop a special adventure for Disney Plus, maybe it's a choose your own adventure and you are the hero. Oh, because they're yeah, saying like if they're teaming up with like uh, if it's Lucasfilm Animation plus ILM, like maybe yeah, it would be like that. That, that would make sense. That would make mm. sense. So yeah. I think it's one of the two there. Uh, but I, I also it made me realize because I think my biggest comment when I retweeted it was, why the hell haven't you put the droid show on Disney Plus? Like put that. I want to. Yeah. I want to stream that, and also put the Ewoks one too. Even though that thing was ridiculous, put the, <laughs> the Ewok show on there also. <laughs> Those were two ridiculous animated shows that were just that was in the those weird times after the movies. But like, oh god, those are so cool though. They were so interesting. Right. <laughs> yeah, they really kind of were. Uh, next up, Willow, an original series from Lucasfilm starring Warwick Davis with a pilot directed by John M. Chu is coming in 2022 to Disney+. Plus. Isn't Val Kilmer in that movie? I don't, I don't, I, I've actually, I'll be honest, I've never watched Willow. It's on my list to oh, watch. Either, it's on my yeah. queue for Disney+. Plus. Um, I, I'm curious because I thought they were making a Willow too, so I guess they scrapped that and are turning it into a show now. So. Same. Yeah, I heard rumors about. So that, is this so. based off yeah. of something that already exists then? Because I, I did not. Yeah, recognize it's based the off of Willow. Same. I, I had a, I had to Google it, and I I've seen I've only heard of Willow because I heard recently that they're doing a sequel. Willow and, is a and like I saw a news report. Yeah, it's like a fantasy movie starring uh, Warwick Davis, and it was done by it was a it was a Lucasfilm movie. Back during like the days of Star Wars and stuff, it was just like, hey, this it's look, it's Wicked, and he's a his own character. And uh, yeah, it's it's like a weird fantasy one that is has it's a cult following now. I'm pretty sure. Like I don't, you're obviously like the fact that I'm the only one that really knew about this was shows how many people really know about Willow. Yeah, like it's not it a very small following. Yeah, so it's kind of like a a short person joke, anyways. But <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, any anyway, uh, geez, I'm glad Nick's not here. He would have been saying the most <laughs> stupid shit. Um, it, like, I, yeah, it's gonna be interesting that they're taking older properties and bringing them back now, uh, because that was one that we were waiting for for quite some time. 
Speaking of which, waiting quite some time for because I thought it's been in development this whole time and now they're just starting development because I don't know what the fuck's happening with them. Lucasfilm is in pre-production on the next installment of Indiana Jones. At the helm is James Mangold, director of Ford v. Ferrari and Indy himself. Harrison Ford will be back to continue his iconic character's journey. Adventure arrives July 2022. For real? It's never going to come out. It's never going to come out. Yeah, it's taken this, like, it, it's taken forever because originally it was supposed to be directed by Steven Spielberg and who knows what the fuck happened there and now James Mangold's doing it. Uh, it's It's a whole who knows what the fuck happened. And I just want this movie out. I, I just want it. I just want it to be better than four. Uh, and I want a good finish because Harrison Ford is definitely not getting any younger. And it's going to be harder for him to do cool shit. <laughs> I don't really... Yeah, I'm going to love it. Exactly. If you just show him doing a stunt, it's going to then go and you're not going to notice that it's some dude in his 30s doing the stunt. <laughs> it's going to be like uh, The Force Awakens. He's going to hurt himself. It's going to get put on hold for three months. And then <laughs> it's just going to... Uh, he's going to get back gonna on. crash another then... helicopter. Yeah, Harrison uh, might die like making it. Then he's gonna CGI the rest of the film, and then, who knows? Upload uh, his consciousness into a computer, and then they can have infinite yeah. Indiana Joneses. Uh, <laughs> Chewie, they're after Disney. us again. <laughs> Wait, no, <laughs> Mr. Ford, the wrong movie. Disney's gonna what? invest in uh, that technology, and then still furlough people. Yeah, oh, God, <laughs> I've been, I've been, I will say, I've been wanting this for so long because Indi- like. I- Raiders of the Lost Ark is arguably my top film. Like, it's one of my favorite. It's like easily top three. It always gets contested with a couple things, but it is like one of my favorite films of all time, easily. And like, I love Indiana Jones because I always love the sense of adventure. Uh, God, it just just make this fucking movie because it's also curious to see what comes after because this is it was such a big property and now it's just become such a. Ever since Disney got it, it just kind of fell to the wayside, and yeah. I. I'm curious because they keep saying it ends with Harrison Ford. Will they actually put this property to bed? Like, would they actually do no. that? That's that's so hard to believe. They're gonna bring back the TV show Young Indiana. Jones. When are they putting that <laughs> on that. Disney Plus? I have it on DVD, but when are they putting it on Disney Plus? <laughs> I have all volumes yeah, on DVD. Right. Uh, next up, uh, last non-Star Wars is Tom Adeyemi's. New York Times bestselling novel Children of Blood and Bone is being developed by Lucasfilm in partnership with 20th Century Studios. This coming-of-age adventure follows a young African girl's quest to restore magic to her forsaken people, the Magi. So this is a theatrical film, it looks like. And uh, this is their first new property that they're working on that's not Star Wars. And mm-hmm. not like something they've already previously done. Uh, like uh, the last thing I think was Red Tails. And no, 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 it was Red Tails. And did Lucas do another movie? It was like the Magical Fairy one, or was that not with Lucasfilm? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm not too sure. That's I'm not sure. Mean. But uh, that should be interesting. And it looks like that is a yeah more African centric type of property. If uh, cool. If anything, if that says anything, but that's, I think that's pretty cool. We'll see how it goes. I mean, if it's a, uh, children of blood and bone, I don't know if that's a, that doesn't sound like a kid's book. I don't, yeah, I don't really think know. it does. <laughs> so who knows? It, that sounds kind of cool. Who knows what it's going to be though? I mean, I didn't look we'll up what exactly it. it's going to, yeah, we'll, we'll check it out. But, uh, back to Star Wars, a brand new Star Wars feature with acclaimed filmmaker Taika Waititi is in development. Get ready for an unforgettable ride. And... Did anyone see? I think they showed a logo. It looked very huh. vintagey. I'm not too sure. 
Uh, I don't know if that was... Yeah, just look up Taika Waititi's Star Wars logo and see if that pulls up anything for you guys really fast. Um, But I'm still curious because... All right, they didn't... What's interesting is they didn't say anything about Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie. If you guys noticed that. He's doing one? I didn't know that. Yeah, they said Kevin Feige was going to direct his own Star Wars film. And for this and for Taika Waititi, we don't know if these are... I think these are one-shot films. Like, they're not doing a trilogy for these guys. I don't, at least I don't think. But uh, it'll be cool to see what Waititi does. We talked about the announcement for this before. But uh, just looking at at least what he did for them taking Thor and making Thor Ragnarok and making that their most highly acclaimed Thor movie, uh, even though it was the worst Thor movie, but it was, like, the coolest movie. <laughs> like, Well, it you know... Uh, okay, first off, uh, it is a very vintage-looking logo. Yeah, I did right see now. that. Right? It looks bitchin' as fuck. It looks it looks uh, 70s. And also, yes, Thor Ragnarok was pretty trashy, but it was Jack Kirby 100% visually, and that's why it was amazing, and that's why it's my favorite Thor. Same. And I love that movie only for the visual aspect of it. Everything else I could do without. I could watch <laughs> that movie on mute and enjoy oh, it. Oh, damn. I, I, I like the... Like, no captions. I like the... Because like, it was actual comedy. It wasn't like stupid-ass quips. Like, it was just like, oh, this is actually comedy, which is why yeah. I enjoyed it. But it was also, as something for Thor lore and shit, it just wasn't there. And then they yeah. went like, hey, this is just a crazy movie with Taika Waititi. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it was just... Yeah, Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the Grandmaster. I, uh... Yes. Okay. <laughs> Everything Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Just give me Come more on to my, yeah. orgy lo- uh, my orgy yacht. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my birthday. Anyway, okay, anyway. Yeah, uh, such a stupid movie. I love it. Our final Star Wars announcement, which blew my fucking mind is the Star Wars Rogue Squadron movie coming and being directed by Patty Jenkins, the director of the soon-to-be, eventually, the Wonder Woman trilogy. Currently just one movie coming with their second one this Christmas and a third one happening after. But she's directing a Rogue Squadron movie that apparently won't be based on the games. It'll be its own thing, but she... They did like a little video, which is supposed to be, you know, like getting us excited because she's like, my father was a pilot and he died fighting for the country. Um, He was like in the Air Force, I guess, uh, or Navy. I'm not sure. She didn't really. I think she said Air Force. I'm not sure. But uh, she is directing this film and she's always wanted to do a basically a pilot film. And it's going to be straight up Star Wars pilots. Like we're finally getting. Yeah, it's Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it's Star Wars. (laughs) We're finally getting. A Rogue Squadron movie, and it's going to be about the pilots. And I'm assuming, if it's called Rogue Squadron, it has to be Galactic Civil War. And I'm assuming, because she's directing it, we're probably going to get a very strong female pilot cast, uh, among others. Like, obviously, we'll sub males and aliens and shit. But I'm hoping, even though this is all happening, I want two specific characters in this. Because if they're going to do a female pilot, I want it to be... um, I'm trying to remember her name. It was, like, Christian Moore, I think. Uh, She is from the first Rogue Squadron game. And she is a TIE Interceptor pilot that defects to the Rebel Alliance. And there's, like, a whole story to it where she gets captured first. And then she, like, basically proves herself and becomes, like, a fully capable Rebel pilot. And it's really fucking cool. So I'd love her to be in it. And, of course, if you have a movie about Rebel pilots, there is one pilot you need above all else. And that is Wedge Antilles. You cannot not have Wedge Antilles in a Star Wars pilot movie. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Uh, I'm super hyped for it. I think she has the passion for it. 
and she you know she made a character that not everyone was interested in and now everyone's interested in wonder woman um i don't see how it can go wrong it, yeah you know it really I mean? it's, it's like, like all it's, it's like, like the stars are in place. doing something you know like they're just brilliant i what agree was I, I said all the stars are in place for this like it had it's just like yeah yeah that video convinced me like once i watched it and saw her message i was like all right cool you have a purpose behind this like this is driven by personal and like passion um feelings so hyped super hyped definitely now guys we're exiting star wars and we're getting into disney plus uh exclusives yes before oh before we go jesus christ Uh, before we go into that you know i think the only thing that they could have done better with these announcements is that there's two things they could have announced that would have made me more hyped than anything else ever and that is either like a shadows of the empire oh uh, god yes. or show or something um or if they had a new show called either dark forces or star wars kyle katarn dude a kyle katarn would have been the, oh my god the minute they bring kyle katarn back into the continuity that's where i give disney all my money again dash rendar and kyle katarn are the luke and han solo yes. of video games like it's just oh my yes. god it's so ridiculous yes. But right. that's just my two cents. No, definitely. Yeah, I agree. That's the only thing that could have topped that. All right. Getting into these others, uh, not too much. I think we'll get through them pretty quickly. The Mighty Ducks Game Changers continues the legacy of hockey's finest fouls. The series picks up where the film's left off. Emilio Estevez returns as Gordon Bombay. And uh, the Lauren and the Lauren, uh, Lauren Graham is joining the flock coming to Disney+. Plus. So we're getting basically... The official fourth entry via uh, a show uh, for Mighty Ducks. Can I get a quack quack? Quack quack. <laughs> there we go. All right. I don't. Know. Did you guys like Mighty Ducks? I, I faintly remember it as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the cartoon. No, one the fucking the movie. movie. Probably. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember the cartoons. I don't. I don't remember the movies at all. Oh my god! Holy shit! Yeah, same. Dude, it's yeah. knuckle puck time. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this. All right. Anyway, I grew up in the desert, Cameron. It didn't relate with, with me. At Christ. All. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! It's the only hockey I know. Is this these yeah. movies? I don't know anything about hockey after that. All right. Inspired by the classic film Turner and Hooch, you know, like Tom Hanks and the yeah. Dog, <laughs> is a yeah. buddy comedy starring Josh Peck from Drake and Josh and his partner, oh a sweet and slobbery mastiff, coming to Disney Plus. Hug me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude i can't it's uh... <laughs> great it's fantastic uh next one coming exclusively to, exclusively to disney plus is hocus pocus 2 the spooky sequel to the 1993 classic or 1993 halloween classic adam m shankman is set to direct so not too much to say there but we're getting Hocus Pocus 2, fully confirmed, reiterated, like, uh, it's going to be fun getting that movie. James Yeah, we all kind of saw that coming. It, it, it's always hyped up, and it's always been, like, one of the most recommended Halloween movies. Um, all right, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yep. James, you watched Hocus Pocus, right? I think I watched it, like, a long, long time ago. I don't remember. Do you have it's... Disney Plus now? You have Disney oh, I Plus, definitely right? do, yeah. Yeah, go watch it. What are you doing with I, your life? What the fuck? 
I hadn't. Well, I mean, I only rewatched it recently because my girlfriend was watching it while I was playing video games. Like, and I just oh, like God. saw like the snippets on the side. Like, I was like, all right, yeah, cool. Oh, I love that movie so much. It's so good. Anyway, all right. Uh, <laughs> this one, I, I, I was like, what the fuck? Did you hear that? Night at the Museum is coming to Disney Plus with a new twist. This time it's animated. Sean Levy, director of the film trilogy, is producing the ex- uh, producing the exhibit opens on Disney Plus in 2021. Again, Disney just recycling their material. It was like, well, they bought that no, from Fox. Animated. That was a Fox. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, so there's still taking... you're still recycling it. Like, oh yeah, they're they're <laughs> even doing like an Ice Age TV show based off of one of the characters from that. I didn't oh, put that on here because I didn't want to talk about Ice Age to be honest. But anyway, uh, embark on a thrill rail, a thrill ride. I thought it said thrill rail, uh, thrill ride down the Amazon and Jungle Cruise with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Emily Blunt, Edgar Ramirez, Jack Whitehall. Jesse Plemons and Paul Giamatti. Jungle Cruise sails into theaters July 2021. I forgot that movie was still happening. We had like a couple yeah, trailers. Same. It does not look good. I'm gonna be honest. It does not look good. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Interested. It looks like another Jumanji movie. It looks looks like the same thing. Well, it's so like bad. again, it's one of those things where Disney's like, oh hey, we have a ride in Disneyland that we've like literally never done anything with. It's not connected to any Disney property at all. Let's make a movie yeah. out of that. We yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. Let's commercialize did well. it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah and we're pretty merchandising, much merchandising merchandise yeah. exactly and we're pretty much in more like the now live action uh i forgot to we've, we've exited the disney plus originals and entered the live action area uh a prequel to the live action lion king is in development from barry jenkins director of the oscar winning moonlight oscar winning film moonlight hans zimmer Pharrell williams uh, Pharrell williams and nicholas brittle will provide the music so this is uh the prequel that's gonna be like i guess on mufasa that, so that's gonna be uh it's fucking I just I don't care. I still I feel weird that I know it still feels weird that they got the director of Moonlight for that. They're like, hey, you just did this yeah, thing huh. about this like dude that's a, a gay black dude coming out and figuring out his life to, hey, you want to direct these ma- fucking lies? <laughs> <It's just> fucking... <laughs> oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, I'm looking at Moonlight right now. Um, so I watched it and I was like, I didn't understand it, and then I watched it and I was like, this film is really good actually. I was very like taken aback by it. Uh, the Little Mermaid. Meet the cast of The Little Mermaid, starring uh, Halle Bailey, we knew that as Ariel, uh, David Diggs as Sebastian. This is, alright, of all the casting, I just I still can't wrap my head around it, because after watching Skyfall, I don't imagine him as anything else. Javier Bardem as King Triton. Oh my god! I'm like, yeah. what the, f- holy, I just, I'm still not, uh, you know... Drake Jacob Trembley as Flounder, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, uh, Jonah Howard King as Prince Eric, and Aquafina as Scuttle. So we're gonna have a very raspy Scuttle. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm just uh, this fucking movie. Oh my god! Uh, they just had fun. They just they took a roulette, uh, a game of roulette, and just started letting the ball go. And they're like, this is how we're gonna do casting for this movie. <laughs> Just said, let it ride, baby. <laughs> All right. Chip and Dale are back in a hybrid live action animated oh, feature God. directed by Akiva Schaefer and starring John Mulaney and Andy Sandberg. Chip and Dale yeah. Rescue Rangers, an well, original movie, is coming to Disney Plus. I mean, I love those two actors, but do we need another Chip and Dale? Like, an right <laughs> well okay here's uh, the thing chip and dale don't talk like they they do their little chipmunk sounds like and they like you know you can sort of understand them but that's it instead it's gonna be like andy sandberg like, like, 
I know. Yes. It's so. This is so ridiculous because it's like it's so stupid. But I love the casting. But it's so stupid that I'm like, Mm -hmm. I want to watch this and drink a lot because it's just so ridiculous. (laughs) Like, I can't not watch it. I'm going to watch it for sure, but it's just so stupid. I'm going to be really curious about how many, like, adult jokes they sneak in there that kids are not going to get. But we're going to be watching it and be like, what, did they just fucking do that? Do you think Andy (laughs) Samberg's going to show his dick? He might. (laughs) He just might. I don't know. All right. And then we got these three live action movies that were coming to theaters. And now they have since... Pretty much, obviously, Disney does not want to lose a Marvel movie to Disney Plus and not and take it out of the theater. Like they want that money, so they decided to. I guess they, you know, how they they took Artemis Fowl and instead of putting it in theaters, they put it on Disney Plus, and they had to do that with mm-hmm. Mulan. Yeah. They have three other mm-hmm. live action movie adaptions that they pretty much realized these won't make as much as Marvel and Star Wars. Let's just put these on Disney Plus instead because it's too much like pushing everything back for these films in the theater calendar. Uh, mm-hmm. These three films, which they gave little uh, snippets, is uh, Pinocchio, uh, starring Tom Hanks as Geppetto. <laughs> Pinocchio! <laughs> I, just, I can't. Tom Hanks as Geppetto. And directed by Robert Zemeckis. So this will be to Disney+. Plus. Uh, we have Peter Pan and Wendy, uh, which mm-hmm. will be... Uh, David Lowry will be directing... And Yara Shahidi will be Tinkerbell, and Jude Law will be Captain Hook. So Jude Law is going to be a pirate that gets eaten by a crocodile, guys. I want you guys to think about that. that that's kind of cool. I could dig that part. Yeah. I, uh, I could dig that. And last will be their uh, film Cruella de Vil, starring Emma Stone as Cruella, which I just wanted to watch it for Emma Stone, uh, is going to be also going straight to uh, Disney Plus as well. That was the one where it was going to be a prequel, and it kind of shows what made her become, I guess, the dalmatian hating person that she is like, I don't, you know. uh-huh. uh we got disenchant and uh, other films uh disenchanted a sequel to the hit film enchanted uh which was the one where the princess from the cartoon comes into the real world and it's like her adjusting to the oh, life that's there. a real old movie oh wow yeah yeah amy adams returns for more fantastical fun as giselle i forgot that was amy adams real <laughs> yeah so that'll be coming directly to yeah. Disney Plus. Uh, so that'll be cool. I didn't even huh. know that was happening. That was uh, out of nowhere. Actually, speaking of out of nowhere, guys, Sister Act Three is in development. What? Whoopi Goldberg returns to star and produce with Tyler Perry as producer oh as well. God. <laughs> Interesting. Sister Act Three will produce the premiere on Disney Plus. <laughs> this is terrible. Oh. <laughs> See, that's the thing. They're just recycling stuff. They're just shoving stuff down our throat at this Dude, point. Dude, South Park got yep. it so right with the Member Berries episodes. It's just like, mem- you member? Yeah. Yeah, sister member. Act. Me- member Did they say Sister Act? Act? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but who the fuck? I, I want to know who is asking for Sister Act. <laughs> I know. Why is that a demand? Dude, that like, was like that one like of that? the stories when Disney Plus was first like announcing all the many, many, many movies that were going to come to it. And they were like, we got Sister Act 1 and 2. And people were like, whoa, I haven't seen Sister Act in years. And I guess they were like, oh, wow, maybe we should make a third one because apparently of all the movies, people give a shit about Sister Act. Nobody asked for this. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, now this is more stuff. We're getting into, uh, we have left live action. We're entering animated. Guys, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, they gave some details to the Riot and the Last Dragon characters. There's... Uh, Boone, Bound, Boone, 
uh, street savvy entrepreneur who's a little kid, uh, and and formidable giant Tong who literally looks like a giant Mongolian with an eye patch. He just looks like a he looks like one of the Huns from Mulan. Uh, a thieving toddler Noi with her band of Ongai or Ongis, which are these monkey characters, and there's a little toddler. I don't fucking know. All right, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, let's keep going. Sorry, this is where in my tweets I started mixing things up with this and the Game Awards at the same time. Uh, I think that's where mm. I started dying. Mm. Uh, but all right, so this is interesting. So they announced four new animated shows for Disney Plus based off of already big animated films. Uh, we're getting in 2022 a Baymax series, animated series, from uh, Big Hero 6. We're getting a Zootopia Plus oh, yeah. animated series. And we're getting a Tiana from Princess and the Frog animated series. And in 2023, we're getting a Moana animated series. What I'm curious is if you guys ever have seen like um, we have kind of two eras of animated series based off of animated films. There's like the old 90s ones where we had like Aladdin, Tarzan, Timon and Pumbaa, Her Young Hercules. Like these were all like yeah. uh, based off of all that. And they pretty much you can tell the animation wasn't as good, but like they pretty much kept it in the same style. And then recently we've gotten new ones like I think it's Tang there's a Tangled show and the animation is vastly different. Like it looks a lot. It looks like a completely different style. So I'm curious if these are going to be the same kind of quality of the films. Or are they going to take the animation style completely different to a more affordable stance for Disney Plus? But I don't know. I just thought it was cool that they I'm very curious as to what they're going to look like when they put them out and what they're going to be about. Because obviously, like they're instead of doing sequels to these films, which, you know, how we know Disney animated sequels always go, especially if they're direct to DVD, that usually shit piles. But uh yeah, it'll be interesting to say the least. Next up is actually what I thought was really cool. In a first of its kind collaboration, Disney Animation and Pan-African Entertainment Company Kugali will team up to create an all-new science fiction series coming to Disney Plus in 2022, Iwaju. Uh, check out a first look at the visual development art from the series, and it looks like... Um, I won't lie, it looks, just because we've seen, like, futuristic stuff with, like, Wakanda, it's basically, like, a futuristic African city, but, like, African statues are, like, on the tops of skyscrapers and stuff, and it looks, like, really cool. There's, like, flying vehicles and shit. Um, what makes me interested in this is the whole thing of, uh, James, you've heard me say it a lot of times, where I've always wanted to see more cultural takes on stuff instead of rehashing already existing mm -hmm. characters and stuff like that. And in genres specifically of sci-fi and fantasy, they're usually in the perspective of Western and European views. We never really get what it's like an African take on this or maybe like in a South American take on this kind of stuff. Like those kinds of things we don't get. And this is yeah. basically an African take on sci-fi. And I'm really curious as to what this is going to look like. I mean, it look, already looks really interesting the way they, they check it. Uh, if you guys ever look it up, Iwaju... Um, they show one piece of concept art with like the city and two characters in it and it looks really interesting. Um, but that's coming in 2022 and that is going to be a animated series. It looks like, so that looks really cool. You know, my whole thing about a lot of these announcements is that if it comes out two years from now, like just save it for next year's announcement. So that's, this is why I think they did it like this this year is because they, this is like the most crucial time because they want the stocks 
to go up because oh, they're in the yeah. virus with uh, everything else going badly. They're throwing everything in. This is the only, I feel like this is the only year we're going to get it like this. Otherwise, we'll see announcements at D. There's no D23. There's no, uh, there's also, no Star Wars oh, yeah. Celebration. There is no Com- New York City Comic Con for Marvel and stuff like that and whatever, yeah. like San Diego Comic Con. Like, there's no big announcements to do that kind of thing in which they would do their own in-house conventions. So that's why we're seeing it here. That's a good purpose behind it. Uh, Another one, uh, just like what I was saying, I'm actually, this looks really cool too. Uh, This fall, Walt Disney Animation Studios, all new film, uh, studios, all new film, Encanto takes you to Columbia, where a magical family live in a magical home. Directed by Byron Howard and Jared Bush. Co-directed and written by uh, Sharice Castro-Smith. And music written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, So it's a... Like, I guess this is the the film after Raya and the Last Dragon. So this is like straight up like in-house Disney animation. Um, So this is their top tier stuff. So uh, we're getting Columbia now. And what I think this is interesting is, you know, when you look at... Disney doing films that aren't about white characters. They're usually the most well-known background place. Like we've gotten China, we've gotten Mexico, we've gotten like basically like Arabia, like for each one, like Aladdin and all of them and stuff like that. Yeah. But now like with Raya, we're getting the first of like, oh, this isn't Chinese. This is Southeast Asian. This is like kind of Mm. Vietnamese, Cambodian stuff. Whereas now we're getting something that I didn't ever think we're going to get an animated movie where it's set in Colombia. Like, uh, that's why I'm excited for this, and I think this will be really cool. Um, especially if it's Lynn Manuel and Miranda doing the music, I'm like, oh shit, let's go, let's, let's see how this goes. Uh, this should yeah. be interesting. Uh, they said stuff like, you know, Soul's coming on Christmas. Uh, now we're entering Pixar. Uh, their accompanying Soul is a short called Burrow. Uh, Burrow falls a young rabbit trying to build the home of her dreams. Oh boy. Uh, then there's Pixar popcorn shorts, uh, the first of which is, uh, I guess three of them is Doug Days, or wait, no, th- there's just popcorn shorts coming, I guess, little bite-sized stories in January. Uh, but guys, remember Doug from Up? Yeah, the dog. Yeah. Uh, he's getting a spin-off series called <laughs> Doug Days. Doug discovers the dangers of suburbia like puppies, fireworks, and all, in all caps, squirrels. At- Doug Days will premiere on Disney Plus in fall 2021. So this is first of three Pixar series coming to Disney Plus. The second is, oh God, uh, a new series following Lightning McQueen and Mater on a road trip across the country, featuring new characters, old friends, and imaginative destinations coming to Disney Plus in fall 2022. You bet your sweet ass that you're going to get a lot of new car merchandise. You know they're going to yeah, make right? you buy all these cars. And third is Win or Lose. The show follows a middle school softball team in the week leading up to their championship game, and each episode is told from the perspective of a different character. Coming to Disney Plus in fall 2023. Okay, all right. So each year, a new one. Uh, Pixar's next feature uh, feature film is Luca. It's a celebration of the friendship between a boy named Luca and his best friend Alberto during their unforgettable summer. You won't want to miss Luca diving into theaters June 2021. I think that's the Italian one. I think it's like set in hmm. Italy. And the <laughs> blasting it. Their next Pixar film after that, blasting into theaters. This is fucking insane. Blasting into theaters June 17th, 2022. Lightyear. 
is the definitive story of the original Buzz Lightyear that the toys are based off of, I guess, voiced by Chris Evans. Get ready to go yeah. to infinity and beyond. If you look at the freaking picture of him, uh, they have a picture of Buzz. It looks so cinematic. It's insane. Did yeah, Disney? No, this one. Did, did oh, Disney on, just not want to uh, hire Tim Allen? Because <laughs> he's still around, I think. Well, I think it's just because I was thinking the same exact thing. Um, but because it's based on the real Buzz Lightyear, that's why they're oh, giving. Oh, that does Chris give him Evans. an out. Like, yeah, they want Captain America yeah, to be yeah. Buzz Lightyear. That literally, yeah, because he's like a space a Star Command Ranger and shit. I'm curious is if, if this is going to take elements from the Buzz Lightyear cartoon show, which was actually really fun. I like that, that show a, a lot. Fun animated show that took they they made that after Toy Story too, and. I want them to put XR in it. That little robot companion he had, he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah like destroyed like, in the first wanna... episode and rebuilt, and then he had an attitude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, when, he, when he rebuilt him, they made him stupid. <laughs> they were like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, Lightyear. And so they showed their just Pixar shows, Pixar movies, and that's it for Pixar. And guys, we finally made it. We're in Marvel, Marvel time. Uh, first off was the trailer for WandaVision, which comes January 15th. 2021 they need to really give mitch gerard's like some money for taking his whole mr miracle idea and implanting that into the into wandavision which was a tom king book you know what i mean like this is totally tom king's story but kind of remixed in a sense weird i didn't even think of that Um, because the whole time maybe it's just because i've wanted this to happen for so long I'm hoping that WandaVision is going to end up being as close to I can hope for for uh, House of House M, M storyline. Yeah. So yeah, and here. that's, that's... how like, they kind of explain that Scarlet Witch doesn't just have like red telekinetic powers. She can yeah. like literally rewrite reality. And mm-hmm. that's what's that's going exactly. on. And she's trying to figure out instead of it being her figuring out how to get her kids back. She's trying to figure out how to get vision back and it like breaks reality and stuff like that. So yeah, that, I'm, and it kind of reconstructs the MCU. Yeah, so I'm hoping if that's what they're leading towards, I'm getting super hyped for WandaVision. But I I never even thought about it that it could be just like also a, another version of someone else's work that like already exists. Yeah, it um we're we'll be doing an episode on uh the Vision because it comes out in January, mm-hmm. right? Soon. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we'll be doing an episode on Policy Comics covering that um that book. But uh, yeah, I just I, I'm super excited. I've been excited for the show. Plus, uh, Home Slice that plays the Vision, he didn't have. He's a great actor, and his roles in the Marvel movies are so tiny. Like, oh, Paul Bettany. Not get, yeah, Paul Bettany. Um, he didn't get enough screen time or dialogue or anything. And I think now is the time we get to really see him as an actor, kind of put yeah. forth the Vision. Um, some hype, super hype for that. Uh, definitely and. I mean, it looks like each episode will be a different genre of sitcom or a different era yeah. of sitcom, pretty much. And mm-hmm. we see, like, I think each episode will see, like, the breaks of the fabric as, like, I guess she's being monitored by S.H.I.E.L.D. maybe or something. Because we saw, um, wasn't that Randall Park's character from Ant-Man mm-hmm. and the Wasp, like, running towards him at one point? Oh, we man. saw him, the, the agent that's, like, watching Ant-Man all the time. In the second movie, I think he was in. Oh, it. I never saw the second one. Oh, oh shit! Oh, that was like, shame on me. Oh, I, I love those movies. Uh, but yeah, they're actual comedies. Uh, I was like, oh, these are just comedies. But yeah, so it'll be cool to see that, and especially the whole thing with this is they said WandaVision leads into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which then leads into mm. Spider-Man Three. So all three of those are connected. Ooh, neat, perfect. Yeah, I think that's what actually spawns like the whole 
Madness, she breaks reality, and then in Doctor Strange is like, fuck, I gotta fix it, because oh, she is confirmed to be yeah, in, be cool. she is confirmed in Doctor Strange. She will be in the yeah. movie as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we got the trailer for Falcon, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, where we see it's basically them fighting Zemo, and it looks like he has a following now, because they all got those masks and shit. Yeah. I, I, I'm shame on me. I totally forgot there was a trailer for that one. I knew I was missing one trailer and that was it. Um, but no matter what, I am hyped for this. Uh, I think Sebastian Stan kicks ass. I love to see more of the Falcon. Um, I think it'll be a very exciting and like just action packed show where you're going to like, it's something you want to binge. It's going to be hard watching week to week, you know? I, I hope that they end it with him uh, with Anthony Mackie Falcon, like finally actually feeling able to pick up the mantle of the uh of mm-hmm. uh, captain america Cap. i do also like that in one of the parts in the trailer they seem to have given him a new costume that's a lit a colored a bit more closely to his original costume that he has in the comics more often where it's just mostly red with like white wings and stuff like that yeah exactly that's what i'm, I'm hoping we get some cool or maybe I mean, dude, if we get Sebastian as Bucky uh, Cap, I do. Yeah. I love that costume. That could also oh be yeah, really that, cool. that's still my favorite. Uh, I love that run from Brubaker. Uh, yeah, just Bucky one of my Cap. Favorite. It's like that weird thing where you're just like, how is it that I was more interested in Dick Grayson as Batman and Bucky Barnes as <laughs> yeah. Captain America? It's <laughs> so so yep. freaking weird. Uh, but yeah, that looks good. That's March nineteenth, Disney uh, uh, on Disney Plus. So it looks like right when WandaVision ends, the week after you get this pretty much nice. or something okay, like that cool. oh wow and I didn't it was so soon uh right after that in marvel 2021 will be the loki series which we saw a trailer for that which was yeah. <laughs> that was great it's so crazy I'm super excited for that loki like, for president yeah dude you, you ever since the series was announced and we saw his fate and uh, was it endgame it was end- yeah it was endgame yeah. yeah okay then yeah <sighs> I'm just excited because he, he does such a good job. He's such a Charles Hiddleston. Was it his name? Charles Hiddleston? Chris? Oh, t- Tom Hiddleston? Yeah. Tom Hiddleston. There you go. I was close. Um, <laughs> he He's so brilliant in that, and he just rocks that role so well. Um, I It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. It took me a uh, second the- to recognize Owen Wilson in that elevator. I was like, yeah, it was Owen Wilson. I was like, hey, like why yeah. is Owen Wilson <laughs> here? Is that Owen yes. Wilson? <laughs> Yeah, so yes. it looks like Loki's going throughout. It looks like he'll be kind of time traveling a bit and just fucking up shit, and then just kind of being like, "Oh, I'm just gonna have some fun here because this is not this is bad Loki still. This is good Loki's dead. This is before he turns good from like Thor two and beyond." Uh, it's funny because uh, WandaVision's kind of really mentally like, "Oh man, this is kind of like fucking crazy and messed up." And then you get um, Winter Soldier and falcon and that's like action-packed and all that and then loki just seems like the fun bombastic show yeah or it's just like let's have this is uh it, I, I, it would be good to compare it to like lucifer and i zombie i don't know yeah <laughs> it's right like, yeah, like yeah. oh boy uh and they're basically all back to back which i wasn't sure what they would be doing if they're being delayed a lot but they're all back to back when one finishes you'll get the next one and this is all throughout winter and spring this is all first half of 2021 so they're really hitting on like the marvel phase four shit there mm-hmm. uh, and yep. then they did an update black widow chronicles natasha romanoff's efforts to deal with her history as a spy long before she became an avenger Dir- directed by kate shortland and starring scarlett johansson florence Pugh, david harbour and rachel wise in theaters march 7th 2021 so that's when they resume all of their theatrical stuff so you'll be getting black widow and loki pretty much at the same i think black widow comes out before loki does so i 
you know, I wasn't really interested in a Black Widow movie when it was first announced, but after seeing the trailers and all that stuff, I, I, I do want to see it. I think it will be interesting. Um, and they had to give her her own movie. It was one of those things. Yeah, like she, it was needed. She just, you knew it was going to happen, yeah. And uh, the What If show, so this is the orig- an animated Ooh. Marvel show that comes after Loki, yes. so this is summer 2021. They're pretty much like lining up Disney Plus Marvel mm-hmm. for the entire year. So this will be the next thing, and this is all the different what if stories. Like, what if it looks like Black Panther is, uh, what was he supposed to be like? Um, who is he picked for first? I think he's. What if Black Panther becomes Star Lord? What if Peggy Carter oh, yeah. becomes Captain America? Yeah. And like, uh, Steve Rogers is like Iron Man, and mm-hmm. there's something with like it looks like Winter Soldier versus like a zombie Cap. So I think that's what I'm most excited for. I'm, I, I just mm-hmm. honestly, when it comes to theatrical shit, I'm just like more Winter Soldier, please. Yeah. Uh, we got the casting reveal, or like, I think it was the casting reveal for Shang-Chi. Uh, oh, yeah. Coming to theaters July 9th, 2021. So this is, oh, I guess they're really, when the fuck is Eternals coming out then? I thought it was supposed to come out before all this. Um, That's supposedly going to come out. I think did, I... Did they even talk there... about Eternals? They didn't. They didn't talk about Eternals at oh, all. Oh, wait. No, I see it. It's uh, They just show the cast, but November. they didn't even give it a date. Oh, okay. So no, November, November of 2021? Uh, yeah, November 5th, 2021. Okay. We got uh, Simon oh. Liu as Shang-Chi, Tony Leung as Wenwu, Aquafina as Katie, Meng Menger Zhang as Jiang, Jialing, uh, Michelle Yeo as Jiang Nan, which I guess she's two Marvel characters now because she's also um, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as, mm. uh, I forget the character's name, but Ronnie Chang as John John, Fala Chen as Jiang Li, and Florian Muntano as Razor Fist. Know nothing about the characters or the comics. I wasn't really interested in this when they announced it. I'm going to have to find... They're going to have to really captivate me to get my yeah, attention same. on this one. This is like... A... I guess it's the uh, this. It's like Doctor Strange. I went into that just going like, I don't know. I don't really care about this character. And then I watched the movie and I'm like, I don't care about this movie. Uh, this is kind of how I'm feeling with this one. But we'll see if this does a better job. On a bigger note, though, I'm really excited for this. And it's coming. This is crazy how soon it's coming. This is coming late 2021. Miss Marvel, a new character to Marvel Comics, has grabbed the world's imagination. And we are excited to announce Imam Villani as Kamala Khan. And they got like four Middle Eastern directors for this, too. Uh, this is, I'm really excited for this. And this is coming, I guess, after this is coming, like if it's late 2021, we're expecting it then fall. So that's really cool. We're yeah. getting four live action Marvel shows. Oh yeah. Okay. I was year. about to ask, uh, I was confused whether or not they were doing another Miss Marvel animated show, or if this was actually a live action one. This is live action. They're putting her in the uh, MCU. Neat. Okay, cool. So yeah. I'm pretty hyped for this one. However, I could care less about Captain Marvel too. I Speaking of which... Brie Larson returns as Carol Danvers in Marvel Studios' Captain Marvel 2, directed by Nia DaCosta. Joining the cast are recently announced Miss Marvel, Iman Vellani, so she'll be in it. And Monica Rambeau, played by WandaVision's Tiona Paris. Captain Marvel 2 flies into theaters November 11th, 2022. Besides Miss Marvel being in it, I could give two shits, pretty much. I agree, yes. Yeah, so, I, I just... I don't know. I, I enjoyed Captain Marvel the first time I watched it. But it's somehow one of the only Marvel movies that when I'm like kind of not in the mood for anything in particular and I, and I like kind of decide, oh, you know, what, I'll just put on a random Marvel movie while I'm like doing my laundry or whatever. 
I never watched Mar- uh, Captain Marvel because it's just like it's it was fun for one watching, but you know the story is really straightforward. Once you get it, uh, like mm-hmm. see it the first time, like you don't really notice anything the second time around or whatever that you didn't notice the first time. So it's one of the few Marvel movies where there's it's at least for me. I watched it once and I could never watch it again and I would it wouldn't feel like a, a loss for me. I'm interested in there being a Captain Marvel too, but it's just I think they made her too powerful by the end of the first movie to the point where in Endgame she's just straight up flying through Thanos's ship like it's not even there. And so like mm-hmm. I think for me when you make a character that can literally do anything she wants no one can stop her like where's the conflict in that that was why i didn't like that movie uh lucy because uh as much as i love scarlett johansson as an actress she was unrivaled in that movie like there was nothing anyone could do to stop her so uh, there was no uh tension in it for me there was no like worry for me that like she might not get through what she's gonna get through or whatever so same deal with captain marvel where i'm just like that was fun not really it's not my favorite movie yeah. Favorite character was the cat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my favorite character was <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I, I just, I didn't like the movie. I, I can't, I, I can't say anything nice about it. Mm. Okay. We got to see Blockbuster. <laughs> we got to see Blockbuster and Goldeneye. That's important. True. Right? They had a True Lies poster <laughs> there. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I liked about her character was she made jokes that it was like where Marvel movies make jokes that the audience laughs at and not the characters. She made jokes that you would see the characters kind of laugh at and not the audience. And I was like, ah, oh, that, that feels real. That feels real. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the the dead humor. Because um, she had a right. dead performance. Uh, <laughs> Meet a new group of heroes in Eternals, an epic story spanning thousands of years, directed by Chloe Zhao, uh, starring Richard Madden, Gemma Chan, Kamali. Uh, this is all their fucking Twitter names, so I'm just not going to go through it all. But yeah, it's the whole cast. We already know the cast. So I'm fucking not hyped for it. that. So hyped for the Eternals. Couldn't be more excited. Super goddamn it. Yes. Uh. Original Avenger Jeremy Renner returns to star as Hawkeye, teaming up with well-known Archer from the comics. Uh, Kate Bishop, played by the amazing Haley Steinfeld, which I did want to get into the casting for Hawkeye uh, before this. That was going to be one of the earlier news pieces, but I just wanted to quickly go over that. Uh, you know, ha- uh, Haley Steinfeld, if I remember correctly, she was in Bumblebee. That's what we saw her in. If you watched that movie, oh, so she's oh, Kate Bishop. Okay. Uh, we've that's seen. Cool. I heard the Matt Fraction run is amazing. And that's yes. what they're kind of basing a lot of this there off are. of. And so I want to read it and it's really good. check it out. But I, I, yeah, I'll definitely read it before this comes out. Um, we'll definitely do an episode on it. But it's uh, I was really hesitant at first. But once I realized they're using Matt Fraction's run, I'm like, all right, this gives me more inspiration because I've heard it's like an award-winning series. So. Yeah. They even got a, the, the dog from a pizza dog is going to be in the yeah. uh, show as well. They, they showed like uh, pictures of the production as well. And uh, you have... Uh, Eleanor Bishop, uh, played by Vera Farmiga. Eleanor Bishop is Kate's mother. And uh, you have her. I think she's supposed to be in cahoots with, like, Madame Mask, who's, like, the biggest villain for, like, Kate Bishop personally. You have Tony Dalton playing Jack Dukasin, who is the swordsman. Uh, and that's Clint's mentor and father figure in the comics. Uh, so it's funny the dude with the sword trains the guy with the uh, bow and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. next you got Fra uh, Fi will play uh, Kazi, uh, the uh, villain, the clown, who's like the dude that looks like a mime almost. 
and then you got Maya Lopez. Uh, you have uh, Alakwa Cox is playing Maya Lopez, uh, better known as Echo, who's a deaf Native American Marvel hero. I actually did not know about this character. I didn't know that either. Uh, Zahn McLarnan will play William Lopez, known as Crazy Horse or Willie Lincoln in the comics. Uh, he is killed by a kingpin who I guess is... Uh, oh, so his daughter is supposed to be Echo. So that's why he's a big character, because he's supposed to eventually die and stuff. And then um, last one, who uh, did not expect this, uh, Florence uh, Pugh will come back as Yelena Belova afterwards, too. So this is going to be, of course, after the Black Widow movie, which makes sense because, you know, Clint's relationship with uh, Natasha and now her sister comes into it. So potentially this could bring her in as the new Black Widow as well after the Black Widow movie. So that's kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. But that is the cast so far for Hawkeye. They didn't give a date on it when it's coming out, so I'm assuming that's 2022. If they're already I figure so. filming it. If yeah. It's jam-packed 2021 or late, yeah. maybe December, November. Yeah. And then we got... Um... <sighs> Sorry, I had to take a breath there. Uh, She-Hulk arrives uh, to the MCU. Uh, Tatiana Maslany uh, will portray uh, Jennifer Walters, aka She-Hulk, and Tim Roth returns as <laughs> guys. Tim yeah, Roth is returning as Abomination. I had to think about that when I read that. I was like, Tim Dude. Roth returns as Abomination. Wait a minute. Yeah, I saw that yeah. and I was like, whoa, wait. So I mean, I know that movie was already supposed to be canon, but like, it was like kind of canon but they don't yeah. ever talk about Edward it Norton? But now we just, it's like we yeah. just get Edward Norton in yeah too. no we're bringing back that abomination we're not recasting so and mark ruffalo know, will think... return as hulk as well mm -hmm. i i hope they start going that immortal hulk route because i i doubt it because of how mark ruffalo acts and all that type of stuff yeah but uh man the abomination in the mortal hulk is the scariest fucking thing in the universe have you guys seen it no like, i've no Oh, I've just been it. told over and over again that I need to read Immortal Hulk because it's just an actually terrifying like horror comic. Yeah. It is. I mean, especially especially for Marvel standards, it's it's entertaining. It's uh, insane. It's just it's so good. I've I've been collecting the hardcovers of it, and Volume Three comes out in February or May or something. Um, and it's only going to be like fifty issues long, so it's not unbearable. But dude, it captivates you, and you will you can't wait for the next issue. It gets insane super good cool. stuff yeah uh next up we have or that's uh also directed by kat coro and anna valia uh she she hulk of course is coming to disney plus and then uh moon knight original series about a complex vigilante is coming to disney plus they didn't really give any more details about it but they gave us the logo and i'm assuming those are also 2022 uh and then i'm, I'm guessing honestly we're getting into 2023 as well because there's still fucking more here there's this so much insane. stuff all Disney Plus. Samuel Jackson is back as Nick Fury, and Ben Mendelsohn from Captain Marvel returns as the Skrull Talos in Marvel Studios' original series, Secret Invasion. Yeah, Coming when I Disney saw Plus. that, I yeah. literally gasped. I was like, oh, I was like, I, holy I can't shit. They're doing Secret Invasion. So they're Almost not even doing that in the movies. They're just like, it's going to have its own show. Yeah. It's also going to be weird because they, they kind of set up that the, um, uh, the Skrulls are like not really the bad guys. So yeah. it's going to mm -hmm. be interesting. Like, are the scrolls still going to be the ones infiltrating things? Is it going to be like a, a splinter cell of uh, scrolls that are bad and like Talos is still a good guy or whatever? 
is it going to be that they're going to switch the book over around and um, make the the Cree be the invaders? I don't know. We'll see. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah, because yeah. the Cree the, be isn't it the Cree are not normally good in any of the Marvel no they're kind of like and TV show stuff so far. They're not like good or evil. They're just like they only care about their own empire and stuff. So yeah. like they'll they won't like go out and do things maliciously just for the sake of maliciousness but they won't they wouldn't mind if earth got destroyed just because they like needed to do something to take out like a scroll leader that was hidden here or something like that they just like wipe the whole planet and not care about it Mm, okay Mm -hmm. coming soon to disney plus dominic Thorne is a genius inventor is oh dominique Thorne is a genius inventor riri williams and ironheart an original series about the creator of the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, I saw this coming just because like they yeah. they introduced Ironheart into the comics like a while ago. And then as soon as Tony died in um, Endgame, I was like, you know what? They already have a replacement character. Like they could yeah, easily I just figured put in was... Ironheart. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, expected. that was like a straight call to it once that yeah. happened. But we can't give uh, the others a curtain call because, you know, we've been waiting for them to get something. Don Cheadle returns as James Rhodey in AK, in, uh, as War Machine in Armor Wars, an original uh, series coming to Disney+, Plus, a classic Marvel story about Tony Stark's worst fear coming true. What happens when his tech falls into the wrong hands? Yeah, very excited about that. it. Yeah, super curious about that one. That one sounds great. Yeah. Um, and I think Warren Ellis did a Armor Wars thing, too, for the Ultimate Universe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I mean, pff, dude, we just want to see like Mexico. Oh uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so my brother, Daniel, he, he brought up a really interesting point that like back when Iron Man two came out, the opening to that movie was, uh, Tony having to go to Congress and explain to people that like, no, I don't need to turn over my Iron Man technology to the U S cause all these other like company or countries that are trying to do the same thing. They're about a decade out from even being close to doing uh, what I'm doing. And so has it been that long? Like, is it literally going to be that like, yeah, Tony said it'd be about a decade. It's been that long. They have people have caught up. There are other iron people out there. Are we going to see iron dynamo? Are we going to see titanium man? Ooh. Yeah. We don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it'll, it'll be exciting. Um, I think that's probably one of the coolest announcements. Crimson dynamo. I'm sorry. (laughs) We're we're getting only, a few left for the uh, Marvel stuff. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. James Gunn is back to write and direct. Original special is coming to Disney Plus in 2022. The funny thing is I saw the Christmas special thing and I was like, oh, that's a cool little treat for this year. And it's like 2022. And I was yeah. like, why exactly. would they fucking talk about like, it now then? And that's yeah. one of those announcements I was talking about. It's just like, I don't get why you're saying this now. But it makes sense. You yeah. Know, Cameron's explanation. But I'm just like, yep, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't tell me that now. Just don't make it like Guardians of the Galaxy is too stupid. Like, make it more heartfelt, like the first one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, everyone's favorite little tree, Baby Groot, will star in a series of shorts on Disney Plus featuring several new and unusual characters. I am Groot, original series from Marvel Studios, and it's coming to Disney Plus. Can you say merchandising, guys? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not interested in this one. I, I don't want this. I, honestly... I don't want this. Ever since they ruined, like, Groot by making it that, like, oh, he didn't just regenerate himself like he can in all the comics. That's his little son. The Groot, regular Groot's dead. Yeah. This is new yeah. Groot. And it's like, yeah. no, what? But that's way less interesting than what Groot can actually do. 
yeah yeah exactly he's like the swamp thing kind of of the universe yeah you know what i mean like it's uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah all right last five <laughs> Academy Award winning actor Christian Bale will join the cast of Thor, Love yes! and Thunder as the villain yes! Gore the God Butcher in theaters May 6th, 2022. Do you guys know anything about Daniel Gore? Daniel had to explain this not. to me and I was like, oh, that could be really interesting. Gore fuck shit up for like all of Thor's Basically, life. Like, uh, which, just, uh, which, uh, like God Butcher. Is he in, which one is he in? Jason Aaron's run. Okay, so uh, that's Jason the one I was asking yes. if I should, okay, yes. cool. So, all right. Yes. The, that's, uh, first six issues is the God Butcher, and then it's the God Bomb, um, the next six issues. And dude, mm-hmm. I just got the, compl- you could get the trade paperback complete, um, collection, and it's that first section of that storyline, and then it goes into the Jane Foster stuff and all that. But if you're going to read any Thor in the next year, aside from Donnie Cates run, um, read Jason Aaron's. And that's what I'm jumping on the next year with. I've already bought the first two volumes and volume three comes out in February. Yes. Yeah. I will and attempt Christian to read Bale. this before the movie. So the thing that Daniel told me that got me interested in Gore as a character was that apparently when Thor became unworthy of the hammer recently, the thing that like someone whispered to him to make him feel unworthy was Gore was right. Oh, because apparently Gore's whole thing was like his his people like would constantly be as devout as they could be to their gods or whatever, and then the, his entire civilization got wiped out, and he was just like, mm-hmm. "Okay, well, fuck the gods, fuck all the gods, because they didn't do their they didn't hold up their part of the deal, so I'm not going to hold up mine." And so that idea of like, yeah, maybe the gods were wrong. Maybe the gods should have saved uh, Gore's people. And maybe he was right. Yeah. And one of Gore's final battles. um, Well, Gore, he has a sword um, and it's kind of this like black symbiote. Yes, it is the original Um, symbiote, apparently. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so one of his final battles before he gets like trapped in like a world forever and gets rediscovered in the Thor run um, is with this like Prince of darkness that is like turning the entire universe black. Oh. And that is no one else, but Noel. and Noel is the biggest thing in the venom comics right now. So this could be segueing into King and black and Noel coming to the MCU That'd be awesome. in like a decade, you know, but like, yeah, it'll be keep Tom Hardy's venom. I say, <laughs> <laughs> dude yeah because with the whole bearded look it kind of runs off of uh how he's looking in the comics mm-hmm. right now like this could be the the future here yeah and uh there was a new article out recently or new news about uh thor 11 thunder uh isn't just bringing back natalie portman jamie alexander will be returning mm-hmm. as sif which holy shit she's been gone forever and i don't oh, yeah i don't fucking watch agents of shield to watch her yeah, i was about so to say like the last time me, we but, saw her yeah. was in shield yeah. So I'm glad to see her back. I'm very because this is gonna be a very female heavy movie, guys. We got, mm-hmm. uh, of course, we got uh, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, but we got we are gonna have Lady Thor with uh, Jane Foster. We're gonna have Valkyrie, and we're gonna have Lady Sif. So that's pretty. That's pretty cool. And uh, too bad the I can't believe they killed um his friends, his three his crew yeah. of friends. They just oh, straight up fucking God. murdered them without even dialogue. Right. Oh God. We'll see. I mean, it's comic books. So yeah. uh, coming from Marvel Studios, Blade, a new feature film starring Mahersha, Mahershala Ali in the titular role or in the title role. Nope. No release date or anything. Nope. Like but definitely, I would say Thor is second to this. Huh? 2022. 
probably 2022 i'm, I'm uh, uh, if thor is well. in thor comes out may 6 2022 i'm assuming this is a fall 2022 film then yeah, yeah or summer that would make sense uh, summer or fall one of the two uh, yeah. uh and then peyton reed is back to direct the third ant-man film ant-man and the wasp quantum mania <laughs> paul rudd evangelion evangelion lily i don't know why michael douglas and michelle pfeiffer all return Oh, wow. Catherine Newton joins the cast as Cassie Lang. So I think she was from Avengers Endgame, right? She was in there mm-hmm. as his daughter. Oh, and then yeah, Jonathan see, yeah. Majors as Kang the Conqueror. So I'm yeah, assuming and... that this means that this is the kind of launch point to now the next bad, like the second, you know, Thanos is gone. Kang yeah. the Conqueror is the big one. They won't just put him in this, right? They're going to make him do team ups with this. This is just his introduction film. Yeah, I think so. And also, if you didn't see his performance in Lovecraft Country, fuck, dude, this guy is a great actor, and he's going to kick ass in this role. Sweet. Uh, next up, a Black Panther 2, opening July 8th, 2022. Oh, okay, so I guess Black Panther 2 is after Thor, so then I guess, yeah, uh, Blade or Ant-Man and the Wasp will come next in the fall, or maybe we'll get both in 2022, or one of them in 2023. I'm not really sure, then. Uh, is being directed by Ryan Coogler, written by Ryan Coogler. Honoring Chadwick Boseman's legacy and portrayal, T'Challa will not recast the char- Marvel Studios will not recast the character, but will explore the world of Wakanda and the rich characters introduced in the first film. Meaning, Shuri will become Black Panther, most likely. Yeah, I see no other way. Kill him off in the background or something, and I'm curious how they're going to make that move. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be difficult. But it, it oh, just yeah. makes sense that Shuri has already been Black Panther in the comics and she's already an established character who's done badass shit in like uh, Endgame and Black Panther 2 yeah. or 1. So I don't know. I think, it, I think it'll be good. I think yeah. honestly they were going to do this either way but I think just like Iron Man and stuff, you're going to get two or three Black Panther movies with yeah. T'Challa or with the uh, Chadwick Boseman and you would have eventually had her then take the role. It's just now being, they're just fast tracking it by like two, one or two films. Probably, yeah. Is what, the way I see it. Yeah. And finally, finishing off, there was a surprise announcement as John Watts, director of the first two Spider Man films, will be directing uh, the new Marvel's Fantastic Four film. And they gave us the logo. And I think this will probably be the best version because they can't get any worse, right? <laughs> yeah right you're gonna yeah. hit rock bottom with that franchise in every way shape and form but dude this could mean galactus they can mean silver surfer this can mean opening the doors to so much cool shit you know i am surprised we have not gotten an x-men announcement yet but that could be post eternals um uh the terrigen mist and whatnot mm. but whole i mean i'm a big fantastic four fan dude, i also want them to bring out runs out there dr doom yes yes dude i just got a new dr doom figure and i was just like thank god um but dude i am that's that and gore um are the two biggest announcements that i cannot like i want to fast forward time i just want to see it i just those are the two i just can't wait for any longer i need to get them now yeah i agree and with that guys we have finished the disney investor call uh We'll be back uh, with a short break and we will continue with the gaming news yeah. uh, and then we'll be done. And we're back. Uh, this is a long episode. Honestly, guys, by the time you listen to this, I think I might have actually split this up into two episodes and released them both in the week. We'll see. Uh, but just because it's 
the length is so long, plus I still want to do audio previews, and he can't do that when they're over two hours, so <laughs> that's probably the way it's going to go. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're going to get into the gaming news, which should honestly be 20 times faster than the movie news, especially with the Disney mm-hmm. investor call, because we're just naming winners and shit. I mean, you sure about that? Because there's like a bajillion games announced, too. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be that interested in all those games. So no, we'll probably see. not. That's true. Uh, first off, uh, Halo Infinite news. Uh, they gave an update, which uh, I'm trying to remember his name, but Jason, uh, I think it's Jason uh, Strat, Strat, Stratum, I think his name is. Uh, but he's like, you know, he returned, who was from the original Halo trilogy working on it, and they brought him back to take over the series to, or like, I guess, like, make Halo 5 or Guardians, fuck no, uh, Infinite. This is the sixth one. There's so many Halo games. Uh, I guess yeah, good Jesus after Christ. the delay, because it was delayed an entire year. But they announced now it will ship in fall 2021, which is what everyone expected pretty much. And so November. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah pretty probably. much November, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's going to yeah launch on Series X, obviously. And they shared like some screenshots of like the multiplayer with the maps and stuff. Nothing really new there. And coincidentally, it's going to be the 20th anniversary. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. on november 15th yeah. 2021 so that might be when they're trying to do that so i've been playing halo for 20 years pretty scary oh right my gosh yeah uh that's really exciting though because i my my biggest commitment i have like thirty thousand commitments <laughs> when i graduate in a month but uh i was like i'm gonna replay all the halos like i'm just gonna go through yeah them dude same i want to do all that before halo uh infinite comes out yeah, yeah, I'll be yeah, playing them on exactly. PC though. I always play them on Xbox. I'm excited to replay them all on uh, PC. That's gonna be fun. Nice. Uh, three, four. So this is uh, what Neil Harrison did, uh, director of art management. He, uh, if you guys saw the demo they gave us of Halo and how that went, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. he says the reality is that the art visuals weren't at the bar we we ho- we hold for Halo even in a work in progress state. <laughs> Much of the feedback we heard from the community yeah. aligned with our own views and work we all were already committed to doing around things like indirect lighting, material response, foliage, and tree rendering, clouds, level of detail transitions, and character fidelity. Uh, 343 yeah. <laughs> Development Manager for Graphics, Annie Shastri, also added that visual f- fidelity is a very important goal for Halo Infinite, and the graphics and art teams have been continually aspiring uh, and working closely with each other to create the best-looking Halo games ever, and better be, yeah. <laughs> and you guys, you guys, of course, remember Craig, right? Yeah, I was trying yeah. to remember what yeah. the Craig name of that group was. Yeah, uh, I can confirm that the facial animation on NPCs were not fully implemented in the <laughs> summer build, which resulted in Craig's incredibly <laughs> deadpan, lifeless looks. As Harrison, there has been further oh. work done on the material fidelity and more variety added for brute faces. We're looking. We're also looking to add. Or we're also working to add some hairdos and beards, which was something that we hadn't gotten to in July. So whilst we have come to love our dear old Craig, he's certainly under. He's certainly undergoing a significant makeover. Which, oh okay, is, the I'm game is gonna picture of him again, and it's so bad. Yeah. isn't it great? My favorite <laughs> so meme bad. is the one where it's Lex Luthor in the limo and Craig's in the window, and Lex is just like, oh it's you <laughs> but guys like i okay for full disclosure once again guys uh, for everyone i work at microsoft anything i say does not reflect the company and is not an opinion of the company this is my own shit especially since this is kind of negative but uh 
like it's still crazy like they're like yeah this is you know like in july or whatever and this game was coming out in the fall and it wasn't that it wasn't ready like it looked like that still like remember that like yeah <laughs> you say that oh it was gonna be fine kind of but you still delayed it an entire year an entire year like it's it's like it's it's they reveal a lot. If you guys really want to go and check out the full in Halo Infinite update, just go to Halo Waypoint, and they have a fat-ass article. These are just snippets from it. But you can tell, even though they're saying, like, oh, it's a work in progress, stuff like that, like, they still delayed an ready. entire year. Like, they, they still, yeah. like, you could tell they were like, oh, we fucked up. We fucked up big time, guys. <laughs> like, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest is just online shit. Like I said, you guys can read that on the uh full thing but really they're just saying hey we listened to you guys and we're changing things it was never the intention for these to look like that but we still showed it like that anyway and and we're uh we're working hard to make it better promise so we'll see how that goes uh but on to the game awards guys and i'm gonna go through these fairly quickly uh all the winners uh for the game awards and if there's anything you really want to say like just I'll give a, a little pause, probably going up further, but for the first ones, I don't think anyone's going to say anything anyway. So best esports team was G2, G2 Esports. Best esports host was uh, FG Scotch Deports of the fucking, I don't know. Esports game, League of Legends, esports event. <laughs> yeah. Esports event, League of Legends World Championship 2020. Of course, also makes sense. Makes sense. Esports coach, Danny Zonic Sorensen. Esports athlete, Hio Showmaker Sue, content creator of the year, Valkyrie multiplayer game, Among Us, which makes it like that, fucking if you didn't choose Among sense. Us, that like that's actually uh sports racing game was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Also makes perfect sense. Like that was uh even though it was like it was up against basically all the yearly sports games, really. And so. like oh, wow. I didn't hear anything good about like the 2k games or the madden games this year yeah 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 same here yeah sim strategy game microsoft flight simulator uh that game pretty much is grasping people beyond games because you're literally flying simulators everywhere and people can find their houses and shit uh best family game animal crossing new horizons no surprise Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. best fighting game mortal kombat 11 ultimate Mm -hmm. i mean when a mortal kombat game comes out like What's going to beat it? Yeah. You know and this mean? is like, like the game already came out. They just made an ultimate re-release or whatever that just had, they're like, yeah. Hey, check it out. We got Rambo and the Terminator. <laughs> and yeah, it was like game exactly. of the year sold. <laughs> uh, best RPG, Final Fantasy seven remake, uh, action adventure game, the last of us part two. You're going to hear the last of us part two a lot. Uh, action game, Hades, innovation in accessibility. The last of us part two. I think it made a dude cry when he got to see the changes. Uh, they, made to they, his life. they had a lot of options. So yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, uh, best VR AR game, half-life Alex. Also no surprise there. Mm-hmm. Uh, community support fall guys, ultimate knockout. That shocked me. Cause it was going up against like destiny two and plus apex and like Fortnite. Yeah. And no man's sky and shit. Yeah. That, oh, was, wow. that was a surprise. Uh, best Damn. mobile game. Among Us, also no surprise mm-hmm. there. I gotta play that game. I, I haven't touched it. I will say specifically for the two awards, uh, Among Us one. Every time they came on, they were just like, "Holy shit, what the hell are we doing here?" They were like <laughs> hella shocked because this game once again, it came out two years ago. <laughs> so they were just like, "We did it!" There was oh like three gosh. of them on the screen, and the fourth person she was on a phone screen because she wasn't there with them in person. So <laughs> they're just like, "Yeah." Uh, best debut or yeah, best debut indie game. 
Phasmophobia, which I think is like a horror game. It's uh, basically Ghost Hunters, but you're the Ghost Hunters. It, like, oh shit! Oh. St- straight up, like you got to set up your cameras. You got to bring in an EM, like a EM reader or whatever. Like, does your character yeah. pee? It's well, I don't know about that, but it's like you got to uh, maintain your character's sanity and stuff. You literally do everything that like the Ghost Hunters do. Like, you'll go into a cold room and be like, "Oh, I'm seeing low temperatures here." Uh, is the specter like then you actually have to say the name like is this person here and like there's it's interesting I, I haven't gotten into it but it is I I have like a weird soft spot for ghost hunter shows they're boring as shit but I love them yeah. you know that's funny the people I was talking about Tristan the guy that has the alien mask um they were ghost hunters for a short period oh, of awesome time. and they made like a like a film and I have it uh, if we ever meet up, I got to show it to you because it's insane. Dude, I would love and there's that. stuff that happens in there that you can't explain. Um, but yeah, they're big ghost hunters. And that's kind of cool. I'm kind of curious about that just to check it out. Yeah, it's a really interesting game. I It came out of nowhere for me. And I was just like, whoa, they literally made ghost hunters the game. <laughs> and it beat Carrion too. Uh, speaking of which, uh, best indie game, Hades. Also beat Carrion. Uh, ongoing game, No Man's Sky. <laughs> I could see that. Really? And yeah. I, they they did I've a really big so turnaround for it. It, it, it like, had a really, really yeah. bad launch, but over the years, uh-huh. they've basically added everything that they said that it was going to have, and it just took them way longer than they, I guess, that Sony was willing to give them or something like that. So it's just yeah. at this point, it is a phenomenal game. It just had a really, really bad launch. Yeah. I'll look into it. I'll, I'll definitely check it out because I was super interested when it was announced and I saw the first trailers, and then I heard the reviews, and it's like cyberpunk i was super hyped and i kept on wanting to get it and i've heard it's a great game but all my friends are just like hey like just wait yeah <laughs> yeah no they're, they're, all the it. bugs in it they're saying like wait a month before you really yeah. play it um mm-hmm. yeah all right best games are games for impact tell me why which i think like it's supposed to be like i guess emotional impact i don't feelings i think i don't know uh performance laura bailey as abby in the last of us part two that was, expe- yeah, uh, that was absolutely deserved. She yeah, she was definitely. amazing in that. She did a fantastic job. And then this also was very expected. Best audio, uh, best in audio design. The Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to great job, Rob Crackle. Congratulations, man! You did a fantastic job. Uh, score and music. Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, people love Final Fantasy soundtracks. It like, was really good, although. I guessed during our predi- predictions episode, or when we were just talking about the nominees, I thought that Doom was going to win because Doom just has like an epic metal soundtrack. Yeah, dude, that sounds fucking dope, man. Um, I forgot who else was against them, but there was something else I thought would win. But yeah. Uh, there's also Hades, Ori, and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part Two, besides Doom Eternal for music. Mm. Uh, art direction. Ghost of Tsushima, which mm-hmm. makes I I was saying that I was like it has to win. Yeah, that was the thing we kept gushing over during the last episode. It's just that game visual, despite not not despite, in addition to all the other things that make it great, the that game is just beautiful to look at. It'll make you mm-hmm. stop before you go kill a bunch of Mongolians. You're like I'm gonna appreciate these trees. Yeah, I'm gonna sit in yes. this field here Dude. and just watch the leaves blow by. <laughs> I would play it like after work, and I was like, I feel. St- I'm not angry anymore. It's crazy. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah. For those that go listen to our previous episode, the Ghost of Tsushima special, where we actually go all in depth on this and talk about why it like stops you from playing it just to appreciate it. Like yeah. it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, best narrative. Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. 
most anticipated game, Elden Ring, uh, from Software. That. That's the game that also is being worked on by George R. R. Martin, which I will say yeah, I once can... again, I will be waiting on playing oh. that game until I get Winds of Winter. Thank you. Weird. I <laughs> I thought to get that. The game that came to my mind was what the one that um, Obsidian is working on. Uh, I wasn't even on there. Yeah, but definitely Elden Ring. It's now. a Halo Infinite beat about. <laughs> oh god. Huh. Right. Who was who it going against for anticipated? Uh, Halo Infinite, Horizon Forbidden West, God of War sequel. That's they literally called it God of War sequel. <laughs> Resident Evil Village and the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild sequel. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I could see that. All right. I don't know. Yeah, all I, I could still see how Elden Ring beat out all yeah. those because they, like, they went, "Hey, what yeah. if we just had the original game beat all the sequel games?" And they're like, "That, that makes sense." Well, it's like you yeah, also and it's like all. The... Go ahead. Oh my bad. I would say all those games they're like they've been like announced but like nothing other than Elden Ring have we seen anything for like we got like brief seconds of Elden Ring yeah but it was more than we've gone for any of those other games very well there was one trailer for Breath of the Wild 2 which looked really interesting well you've gotten trailers for them all pretty much and then we did get the most was Halo Infinite but that wasn't necessarily a good thing so yeah yeah I could see how Uh, best game direction (laughs) The Last of Us Part 2 yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and uh, before I say Game of the Year, there was also the Player's Choice Award. That was basically the Player's Game of the Year. The winner of that was Ghost of Tsushima, so the players believe that Ghost of Tsushima was the best game of the year. But uh, Game of the Year went to The Last of Us Part Two as well. So they basically sweeped the awards. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like I said, I think that is the game of the year but i also think ghost of tsushima was my favorite game of the year at the same time yeah it's one of those things it's hard to say because i think that ghost of of tsushima was more fun for me overall like i had a really uplifting positive experience with it and as depressing as the last of us part two was it just was you know technically and direction wise like a better game like it was oh wow like I can't, I can't even really describe it uh, as well as I can think right now. It's just like it was perfect. Like everything. Like I never experienced a glitch or a bug or anything. Which, granted, that wouldn't really ruin the experience too much anyway, unless it's as bad as like uh, Cyberpunk right now. They put out a finished game. I know, hard to believe yeah, games do that. Yeah, right? It's just yeah. you know, there's no DLC story to fill in the cracks later. It's just. It may have felt like it went on a little bit longer than it needed to, but I was completely immersed the entire time I was playing that game, and I couldn't stop playing it. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I think I don't know. I was kind of I had just played uh, The Last of Us one earlier in the year, um, and so I was really you know hyped for it. And then Last of Us two came out, and I just I don't know why it just didn't captivate me enough to look into it and play it. Um, but I looked into Ghost of Tsushima for like twenty minutes, and I was like, holy fuck. Uh, I got to get this. And then I was I was looking at it, and then it was, like, released that day. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get this now. And then I jumped into it, and it just it, – I was immersed in it. And I, I really haven't – I'm on the second island. Um, getting on play on my lunch breaks and all that type of stuff. Um, but uh, I, I haven't completed it, but it's so good. But also, I could see why Last of Us probably has a bit more variety because Ghost of Tsushima does get a little repetitive at a, little a certain bit, yeah. point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I, I can understand some of those aspects. That makes sense. But that is all of the winners for the Game Awards. See, we I think we got that pretty fast, honestly. 
Uh, now to go through the games that were announced through it, uh, which, like I said, if you seem interested in it, we can stop and talk about it. Otherwise, we'll keep going. First off was from Devolver Digital. They announced Loop Hero, uh, which is a new deck-building roguelite from Four Quarters called... Yeah, from Four Quarters. So... Uh, then there was uh, Tachia, uh, which is inspired by New Caledonia, was announced, and it looks to be a bright and colorful open-world island adventure... And just saying, also, I'm reading these announcements from the IGN article by uh, Felicia Miranda. Uh, next up, uh, Sea of Solitude is coming to Nintendo Switch uh, on March 4th. That's a game that we already knew was on, like, I guess, PS4 and Xbox One, but now it's also coming to Switch. Uh, Focus Home Interactive uh, reveals Shady Part of Me, and it is also now available on uh, PC, Epic Games, uh, P Steam and Epic Games, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and it's a dark water color graphics and a dreamy atmospheric. Okay, that's interesting. All right. Uh, Near Replicant uh, was revealed and now available for pre-order. Uh, it'll launch tw April 23rd, 2021. Century Age of Ashes revealed. Uh, this game revealed, like, it, it showed dragons. You could ride and fight dragons and shit, and it's also PvP, oh. scheduled in Fuck February 2021. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sephiroth was announced as the new Smash uh, Brothers character. I haven't been interested uh, in the new season pass yet until Sephiroth, and I'm just like, oh, shit, well, now I gotta get it. Yeah. And the Final intro Fantasy video, fans are happy. Do the intro video I think everyone, was awesome. Oh, yeah. It looked like he impaled Mario with his sword, but he just, like, got him by the yeah. overalls. Yeah. I was like, that oh, silhouette, I good. was like, oh shit, what the what? what? Yeah, I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, imagine what they do if they put in the Doom Marine. <laughs> oh my God. Ah, he's eating your skulls. But yeah, that's <laughs> cool. Uh, I think everyone can agree that uh, everyone's happy it wasn't a Fire Emblem character. Uh, that's probably yeah. the biggest. Uh, oh yeah. 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 Uh, th so this is actually the big one I did want to talk about. We got a cinematic trailer for the initiative's new title, which initiative is a new in-house, newly created studio in-house at Microsoft. They're supposed to be a, they're making quad A games, which there are no quad A games. You get triple A games, but now they're like, we're making quad A games. And you're like, what the fuck does that even mean? What? And <laughs> they bring in, they're bringing back Perfect Dark. Yeah. And it is a first person eco sci-fi, uh, there's eco sci-fi shit shown and I'm very curious because you're taking an existing property that isn't... It's like the N64 one was great because it felt like GoldenEye 2. That's why everyone mm -hmm. loved it. It was made by the same guys. It was made by Rare, which is also by Microsoft, which is why they probably did this. But they were like, let's have an issue do it and not Rare, which is also interesting, to say the least. Mm -hmm. uh, but then they made an Xbox 360 version of the game or like a, a 360 take on the title it and is it wasn't a prequel that... i believe that's why it's, it was yeah. called uh perfect dark zero and it was cool yeah. at the time but was never talked about afterwards like i think people liked it because oh. it was just like a game to play it was like a launch title for the 360 and people were like it's good but it's not like really great it's nothing special yeah so mm -hmm. it's interesting they're taking a kind of okay series and going this is going into the guys that are saying they're making quad a games and I'm curious to see how they're going to make this be stunning to actually live up to that title that they're really trying to yeah. put up there. Yeah. And it, 
Hmm. It's just, I'm very curious what this is going to be. And it's the, the game is in early development, which means we're not seeing this for at least two to three years, I'm assuming. So we're not going to see yeah. this until 2023, uh, if anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, then, I did not expect to see oh, yeah. Perfect Dark ever again, if I'm going to be honest. Right. right. Or from yeah, them, from all people out. from the initiative. Like that was not, expe- I was expecting a new IP. And that's neither, I think they're, they may work on another title, but I, I, if they're not that big, then I think this is their first title then for sure. But I'm just yeah. surprised it's not a new property which is very interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, next was actually probably my favorite announcement of the night. Uh, Back for Blood was revealed, and it's done by Turtle Rock, the creators of Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. And this mm-hmm. is basically Left 4 Dead 3. It's exactly, yeah. this, it's exactly the same thing, just with new zombie classes. And we got to see a cinematic trailer with like the new characters you can play as, and then we got to see actual gameplay, and then they're going to show even more gameplay, uh, and it's launching June twenty twenty one. So it is like this is the summer game already. Yeah. I can tell you. I yeah. liked the the yeah. main thing they highlighted was they wanted variety, like they wanted more types of zombies, like more yeah. guns, more characters, and I am I don't know. I'm interested in the fact that it's not just like regular zombies they're just or at least not zombies made by like a virus it's worms or whatever yeah yeah i loved it because it wasn't it like they were mining in the arctic and they found them and then like the dude was looking at it and that's how it starts that was really cool yeah i like so i'm really you know what's gonna really suck about this game though is that in like 10 years it's gonna really happen and (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be our new covid you know what i mean like (laughs) oh god Uh, fuck yeah it's kind of true (laughs) Uh, but until then, we can train for it. This will be our simulation <laughs> yeah. trainer uh, to prepare for the end times, guys. So be ready. So that's kind of, I'm really, I'm, I'm really, really excited for this. Uh, I, this is like the, this is still the end all be all co-op game that like the only thing that's come close recently is obviously Destiny, but yeah. this is like the fucking game. Uh, they showed some stuff for Hood Outlaws and Legends, which is like that co-op stealth theft game where uh, it's like multiplayer. And it comes May 10th, uh, 2021 for PS4, Xbox One, PS5, Series X, PC. And uh, early, early access is coming on May 7th. Oh, wait, if you pre or you get three days early. Oh, that's uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, it looks fine. I'm not, I don't think I'm interested, but, you know. Uh, Scavengers. Uh, they're going to have a closed beta, free-to-play action shooter. Scavengers opens up a closed beta today. Uh... There's going to be a crossover for Forza 4 and Cyberpunk 2077. So you'll get some cars, I guess, in for- a car in Forza that won't be glitching and bugging uh, <laughs> that you win the game. And then this was probably my second favorite announcement of the awards. The Callisto Protocol was announced, and it mm. is being headed by the creator of Dead Space, Glenn Schofield. And it's a new sci-fi horror game. And this is the crazy part. It, well, it's launching in 2022. And it's coming, of course, next gen, uh, Series X, PS5, PC, and it's pretty much. It looks like a an alien infecting a man in space. So it is literally mm-hmm. dead space, just like Left 4 Dead is Back for Blood. They're the same thing, but it's like, oh, but we're getting him again. This is what we've been wanting. And so now I'm just gonna replay Dead Space, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm so ready. I'm so fucking ready for this game. Okay, this is the weird part though. Uh, the studio he's working at is a new studio from the PUBG Corporation, I believe. So this is oh, wow. set. This is set in the PUBG world. 
from that fucking battle royale, the original battle royale Damn, game. That that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, that's super weird. Interesting. It doesn't make me want to play PUBG more, but I I'm yeah, wondering if they put I'm out interested. a new map and then put hints to it, in which then I'd want to play just for the lore. Mm. Just just like right. I'm excited to play Back for Blood to see like how they use the the world to tell the story of how this happened and what exactly went ha- went wrong and stuff. Because th- that's the kind of stuff that I always enjoy there. Uh, we also got. Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide gameplay is another Warhammer game. I don't know if you guys are Warhammer fans. Uh, then we got Open Roads, which is an Annapurna interactive and Fulbright. Uh, inter- interactive, I think, publish it, and Fulbright is the developer. Open Roads looks to be a narrative-driven experience that centers around a mother and daughter on a road trip. And Annapurna, you know, like, they're known for the more narrative-driven games and also... Mm-hmm. If yeah. I'm correctly, Annapurna is also a film company too. So yeah, there's also an Annapurna uh, pictures. Um. Yeah. So uh, the way I see it, it's more like artistic narrative, which you know, if people that like narrative driven games, this could be really cool for them because they usually put out some good stuff. Uh, there is a new version of Disco Elysium Final Cut announced uh, coming in 2021. If you're a fan of that. And then another big announcement. This was the new look at Dragon Age 4. And we got like a moan minute trailer for it. In which there was just a dude going like, well, You love Dragon Age. You get all your favorite stuff. You want to kill some yeah. dark spot? You can do that. This is your story. Also, look, it's the Dreadwolf, yeah. the villain from the last game. And you're like, okay. Yeah. I never played it before. And I've been wanting to buy that game because it's always like 10 bucks. And I'm like wondering if I still should. Oh, Inquisition? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, and, I'd uh, say it's a good game. Yeah, I, I really want to do it, and it's, I'm super interested in that whole thing. And it's like, well, am I going to replay Skyrim or am I going to buy Dragon Age? <laughs> you know, uh, don't, like play Skyrim, whole... don't, do, don't play Skyrim. Don't yeah. just just play just play Dragon Age Inquisition. You won't need to play the other games too. It's just uh, if you did play the previous ones, it's that much better. But okay, Dragon Age is hit or miss. Like the second one was not good. Uh, the first oh, okay. one was great. Third one was great. Uh, but the development behind the third one made people want the. Th- the developers apparently wanted it to fail because they were not liking the way they were being treated or something. Um, oh, wow. So there's some shit behind it. A huge game. Yeah, it was uh, It was like my 2014 game of the year, I think, actually. But because uh, the other big game that year was uh, Shadow of Middle-Earth or Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. Yeah, those were the yeah. two big games that, that year. Great. But uh, yeah, Dragon Age 4, it's supposed to take place in like the um, Tevinter Empire, I think. Uh, and it's going to be mm-hmm. Dreadwolf and it's supposed to be the end of the world and shit. And the whole weird thing is, like, the head of the team left recently. And mm. so did Casey Hudson, mm. who's, like, the head of, like, a lot of Bauer shit, and he's the head of Mass Effect. He also left. And he yeah, came back recently, yeah. and they both just, it's like, uh-oh. So I'm, I'm like, I want this game, but I'm also very cautious now, especially after Anthem and Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, I played, so, like, 20 minutes of that game, and I stopped. Yeah, Anthem was pretty bad. Uh, Endless Dungeon was announced, a roguelike tactical game and spiritual successor to Endless... Endless Dungeon is coming to console and PC. Crimson Desert, uh, which is, I think, from a Chinese developer in China. Uh, we're given a, uh, some gameplay and like a full like cinematics and shit. It looks actually really interesting, but I don't know what exactly. It's like an action-adventure uh, RPG-type game that's going to come in 2021 for PC and consoles. Looks interesting. I- I'm going to watch a little bit more, but I don't, I don't know so far yet. Because I got other RPGs still. Overcooked is getting Chef. Swedish Chef is joining Overcooked. Uh, uh, 
uh, indie game from Scavengers Studio and featuring some Studio Ghibli uh, style visuals called Season was announced for PS5. I think that's the one where it's like the crazy, uh, the one where it's like, oh, all about culture and stories or something. It, it seemed interesting, but I didn't understand it that much. Uh, they showed the new season for uh, Black Ops Cold War. And then this is where it got crazy. They announced Arc 2. And they used it by showing a cinematic trailer with Vin Diesel, <laughs> voiced by Vin Diesel, in Arc 2. Uh, yeah, and, uh, I saw that and I was just like, is that Vin Diesel? What? Yes. So you got Vin Diesel and Arc 2 coming. And uh, not only that, but they announced Arc, the animated series, which will also have Vin Diesel in it. Along, It's like uh, the protagonist is... Uh, it's a female protagonist. I don't know who uh, is voicing her, but they also have Gerard Butler and I think Russell Crowe in this animated what series fuck? as part of the cast. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's how do they get in a gaming animated series to have Vin Diesel, Russell Crowe, and Gerard Butler? Exactly. What, what's going on there? Uh, they showed a Fall Guys season three trailer. Uh, Outriders has got a new trailer. Uh, another big announcement was Evil Dead the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm curious about that one. Yeah, that's going to be cool. And the characters it showed would look like they took a character from each movie. They had the knight yeah. from Army of Darkness. They had, I forget what her name is, but uh, she's one of the main characters in Ash vs. the Evil Dead on, that was on uh, Showtime. Oh, yeah. I forget her oh. name. She was in it. And then they had a, a third character that was either from Evil Dead 1 or 2. I forget what their name was, but it looks like it's going to be co-op or something because they had those oh, different characters, yeah. but I could be wrong. Um, I'd be down to check that. I just saw the three movies back to back on like one empty Sunday, and I haven't seen Ash vs. the Evil Dead, but it's a really funny uh, show. I'm I, I've heard I've heard yeah. it's really good, so I got to check. I, I, we're really interested to watch it, but just to know that there's a game coming makes me pretty hyped. You yeah, know? I want to check that out. I definitely watch the show and then watch um, the Evil Dead remake because it's completely separate, but it's honestly oh. really really good. It oh yeah, was it's actually legitimately terrifying. Dude. Yeah. It was terrifrifying. Yeah, yeah like, they're making a new one. I mean. Oh wow! I didn't, oh, yeah, we talked about it before, but it's a uh, it's going to take place. It sounds like in an apartment building. Instead, they're taking it away from the cabin, and it's going to oh, be wow. in like a large complex. And it sounds like it'll be kind of. It sounds like it's the raid or Judge Dredd with Evil Dead, basically. Interesting. Damn. I'm I'm assuming it's either like it's going to be in some penthouse or something big, or it's going to be like the whole thing, and they're going through an apartment, which I would love if it's like fucking yeah. Dread Raid and then like Evil Dead version of that, because that just sounds insanity. So. Because they wanted to modernize it, it sounds like. But uh, next up was Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection for Nintendo Switch, coming February 25th, 2021. Uh, we got another look at Returnal, uh, the game coming from Housemark Games. That's uh, for PS5, coming March 19th, 2021. So that's coming sooner. Um, that's really cool, because we're getting an earlier PlayStation 5 title, too, in the first three months. And uh, they had some stuff for It Takes Two, which is a co-op game. Uh, launching March 26, 2021. Uh, there was something for Meat Boy Forever. Uh, so it's a new uh, Super Meat Boy game coming December 23rd, 2020. Uh, they showed some more stuff for Oddworld Soulstorm coming to spring 2021. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online, Gates of Oblivion announced. So it's a new expansion for Elder Scrolls. So we're getting Elder Scrolls 4 shit. So you'll probably have like, uh, I forget who voiced him, but he's like, Close shut the jaws of oblivion. Uh, which is also my very first RPG, so that was a that was a good time. Yeah, it's That's pretty cool. cool to see that. Uh, I mean, they've been adding like all the different places to ESO, but it'd be really cool 
they they did like mm-hmm. Skyrim. Uh, yeah. They did like a whole Skyrim vampire story, which is but yeah. Crazy. I I really liked Oblivion, so it, it's really cool to see that they're going to bring Oblivion into ESO now. Yeah, that's gonna be dope. I gotta get into that. I'd be I'd be kind of curious to do that next year too. Yeah, I got I got it on PC for cheap, so I, I haven't started it yet. But I do want to actually check Game out ESO. Pass. Yeah, but I I fucking got on PC. I don't want to deal with it on a fucking console. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's an I, MMO. I Game Pass back. <laughs> Uh, uh, Monster Hunter Rise got a new trailer that's coming on Switch. So Switch players that didn't couldn't play Monster Hunter World rejoice. Uh, there's a new airship, uh, or yeah, an airship map in Among Us. So ooh, mm-hmm. Among Us stuff. And Master Chief comes to Fortnite. Norman Reedus and or not, yeah, Norman Reedus like uh, Daryl Dixon and Michonne are coming to Fortnite. Blood Gulch is gonna mm. be a Fortnite map. Uh, Fortnite, 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 fuck Fortnite. Uh, Scarlet Nexus releases uh, in summer 2021. There's a Just Cause mobile game coming. Uh, another League of Legends game, Ruined King League of Legends story is a turn-based RPG coming in 2021. And finally, I was just trying to blast through that shit. Mass Effect gets a new teaser trailer. Yes. Uh, the new game uh, looks like it has Liara and she picks up a piece of the N7 and then you see like a, a Turian a uh, fucking other aliens and shit that I forget their names but I know the characters like Morden and uh, Rex and they're uh, there in space and shit and they're going hey rejoice Mass Effect uh, but also it's Bioware so who knows if it's going to be fucking good or not mm-hmm. yep there you go <laughs> I'm missed, but I think it'll be alright yeah I think they know the repercussions of Andromeda and they have to make it up to the fans at this point. They can't fail twice. You know what I mean? Like they Yeah. I just Especially find it funny after their last like, two titles. They don't have like a title for it or anything. It's just Mass Effect will continue. Well, didn't you yeah. already say that though? Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we basically for people that are waiting for power shit, they have like a skeleton crew doing like an Anthem 2.0. Uh, mm-hmm. If that's actually gonna work, because I'm on, I'm just like, dude, let that shit die. It's not worth it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got Dragon Age Four, which is really the next big title. But before that, mm-hmm. everyone's excited because they're trying to get goodwill out again. You got Mass Effect Remastered trilogy, which will get people happy again. Mm-hmm. So you'll have that. Then you'll get Dragon Age Four, and then you'll get this Mass Effect game, which probably won't come until also like 2023, 2024. So mm-hmm. all in due time, because. Yeah. Well, actually, maybe it'll come out sooner. It depends on uh, if it's a complete. I guess it's a completely separate team than than the uh, Dragon Age and Anthem and Star Wars: The Old Republic teams. So, who knows? True. That's true. Yeah. But that is all the games that were shown at the Game Awards, and that is all of our news for today, guys. Holy shit! So that was a lot. That was a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> I thank you for staying with us for this whole time. I'm still determining if we're going to make this one whole episode or we might just split it up and put it, both episodes out and like, like back to back. And just that way it's just like you can take a break and not have to listen to like over three hours of shit. But, yeah, we're uh, three and a half hours right now. Yeah, oh, so then, I might just make it like... Oh, no, never mind. Yeah. We'll make, yeah, I'll make it like an hour 45 each or something. We'll see. I'll probably cut Cameron it off. Cameron told me an hour and a half. <laughs> I d- yeah, and then y'all, y'all got into the Disney parks. I didn't think you guys were going to talk that long about it. I was like, oh shit. I was like trying to get us back in. I was I, I tried reeling in so badly. But anyway, really all right, did. guys. You really did. I know. If you guys want to give us any feedback, positive or negative, or ask us questions you want us to read on the show, you can at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. 
You can also follow the show on Twitter at Sutra Side Talk. You can follow the show on Instagram at Sutra Side Talk. You can follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124. And you can follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. You can also check out Apollo City Podcast, which will be all things comics, where Brandon will also be with his co-host, Brandon. Uh, no relation. And they will <laughs> talk a shit ton about comics and also do movie commentaries that I will also be on reluctantly. Yes. Uh, yeah, dude, yeah, you're getting forced now. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, check us out. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram. We're streaming on every platform you can think of. Name it, and you'll find it. And we have weekly episodes. Uh, and you know, Cameron's always on in our commentaries. And thank you so much for this epic episode. It's my first one with you guys. And, of course, we had to geek out on everything yeah. to yeah, just make up for me not being on the show before. <laughs> um and I, you know, I'd love to be back, hon. Again, this was this was super great. It, hopefully, we just won't have as much news. I think it'll be yeah. a lot. It'll be a more normal uh, episode. <laughs> Which, where can people find your uh, on social media? Where can people find you and your show? Uh, the best place is Instagram. That's where I post my collection, post like updates, um, all sorts of stuff. We always link to other people that you guys could check out as well. We are on Facebook, on Twitter. If you just search for Apollo City Comics, um, I think our Twitter is just Apollo City. Um, but Instagram's the best place, and we have a, a link tree there that connect you to our YouTube and everything else as well, and all the major uh, streaming sites for audio and visual. And um, you know, on our YouTube, we have uh, uh, visuals for the comics we do overviews, and coming next year, we have a bunch of new content that we're getting ready for you guys. Um, shorter videos, uh, like little mini-issue overviews, and... Uh, uh, was it long box roulette all sorts of stuff um, so stay tuned we have a bunch of cool stuff coming awesome and finishing off the year we still got three more episodes uh, next week we will be doing our episode that will be a full special on uh, Destiny 2's expansion Beyond Light so we'll go all in on it and just kind of talk the shit about that which I think honestly will probably be the shortest episode so far this month because I don't think we'll have as much as we would in Ghost of Tsushima or this. Yeah, probably not. Uh, the fourth week we will be doing our other news episode which will be covering anything from that week along with the week that we recorded Destiny. And I think it'll also be a lot shorter than this too because I think all the big news has happened and it's the end of the year so it'll be very short. And our final week will be a spoiler-filled podcast going into the season two of Mandalorian to finish nice. out the year. And we welcome any guests for that one, of course. We'll see who I can get on for that one, but uh, we'll see who wants to join us. And, of course, 2021, like I said, new up, new uh, show, Sutra Sidewatch, that Brandon and myself will do about movies, and we'll have a rotating third chair, and we'll also be telling any other news for 2021 in these upcoming episodes. So stay tuned. And uh, we'll see if uh, this episode is split in half or not. I'll let, you'll you'll notice uh, when it comes out. Basically, I might <laughs> add some uh, intros and outros for the midpoints after this is done. So, thank you, everyone. Have a great week. You too, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening.